All right, welcome back to another episode of Giorgio Says the Podcast. Okay, this episode, you guys, it's jam packed. Jam packed. I mean, I had to actually cut some things off my list because I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to cover all of them today. And I'm not complaining, actually. It's been a busy, busy week in Bravo World um, with shows that are currently airing, shows that are confirming casting. There's Jen Shaw was sentenced on Friday. Then we have Ultimate Girls Trip 4 cast confirmed with location. I mean, where do I even begin? But anyways, so with that, there's a lot to cover today. And I don't want to skip a beat. Sorry, I don't know why my camera likes to do this, where it takes me out of focus. Anyways, so we do have a lot to cover today in our episode. Um, But I'm going to start with Potomac because I did recap this uh, a little bit on my YouTube channel. And I also recapped it a little bit on my TikTok which if you're not following me on TikTok, it's Giorgio Says. Uh, If you're not following me, you're missing out. I post daily and I cover all things Bravo and Housewives. But yeah, so I did cover it, but I do, you know, I do think there's some things that I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit more. So I figured this podcast episode would be better for that um, because it's quite interesting how things are shifting and turning in Potomac right now. I do know that uh, we are coming close to the end of this season. And the reason why I know that is, you know, there's always a sign when Andy tweets, send me your questions for the Real Housewives of whatever city reunion, then you know we're coming up on season finale and things are really starting to heat up. And it's with, you know, some players that, you know, have been kind of sitting on the sidelines in my opinion, not really having to earn their check. Um, And as much as I love Karen, I am speaking of Karen here. I love Karen. She is the grand dame of Potomac. However, I do think she's been sliding by, Um, really not getting into the mix all too much. But it seems like Sharice being on I didn't really get it up until I mean I wish this would have kind of started a little earlier because I feel like Sharice being on was so exciting because I was like wow great another OG's coming back you know we had Katie for a split second shout out to Katie Roast um but yeah so I was excited to have Sharice back on because I was like okay yeah let's get her back in the mix you know and I heard she could be a little messy she gets the assignment but it's Up until this last episode, it's been like, womp, womp. Like, Sharice just looks like she's been, like, forced to film with these ladies. And she just looks tired, and she just looks like she's ready to go. But in Mexico, that was a whole different story. Now, I will say this. This, and I did talk about this on on my YouTube recap, but I was confused by the, the jump in reaction. So... Initially, it was just a conversation about 
you know, Sharice calling Karen out for basically avoiding her and not just being upfront and saying, I just don't care about you like that, or I'm not trying to mess with you like that anymore and just being honest about it. So I think there was this like back and forth exchange. Okay. Then Sharice points out like, look, we weren't friends, but I still showed up because you were in my life at some point for a while. And so I showed support. And from there, you guys, Karen was just, wow. Like I, she exploded, but she exploded about something that wasn't even said. So that threw me for a loop. And then I thought, is this an overreaction to deflect from something you think Sharice is going to say about your business, about your personal life? What, what is it that Sharice knows about you that you're so worried that even talking to her on camera would be a gamble for you? So that's why in my, this is my theory. I think in the moment, and if you look at Robin's re like reaction she's confused too like what what are you talking about she never and i think a couple of the ladies were like she didn't say anything about your mom i think she was referring to being there as a friend more than anything sharice i don't think she was she wasn't gunning for karen's parents who passed like that's just not what i got from that but Karen's reaction was that of someone who almost was overreacting to try to draw or deflect attention away from maybe something she was afraid would come up. I don't know. Then on the other hand, it's like you have the Giselles and the Robins of the world who might secretly behind the scenes, they really want Sharice to out Karen and they don't want to be the ones to do it because they constantly get um, the villain card for whatever reason. And sometimes rightfully so, but I get it. So they bring on Sharice. I'm like, come on, Sharice, you know all of Karen's business, which by the way, Sharice was just on Carlos King's uh, podcast and she was spilling a lot of dirt on uh, Karen. So that is going to be really interesting because I think the reunion, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess this is going to be another epic reunion for Potomac. An epic reunion because there's a lot of stuff going on. And we're not even done. Like we haven't even gotten to the part of the season where Karen's calling out Robin's fake marriage or whatever situation she's trying to carry on with. So we will, um, we will have to keep watching. But like I said, I was thrown off by Karen's reaction. Now, some other things to note on that episode was it's clear to me, Mia brought Jacqueline on as a throwaway for camera time for um, ratings or a storyline, because the way she treated her, I would never speak to Mia again. Ever. I don't care if I've known you for 30 years. You are going to bring me on this show to support you and then throw me under the bus time and time again. You know what I mean? And Mia, you can tell Mia's just hungry for attention. She wasn't going to bring up her own stuff. So she has a friend that she can just kind of bounce issues off of. Again, not directly in like some sort of confrontation with the ladies on the cast necessarily but she's kind of almost using her friend as a shield for things you know like a blocker let her take on all the you want to be on the show you got to earn like all that and I feel like in my opinion Jacqueline is a better housewife than Mia is Mia doesn't I mean she's good for TV in some aspects but all in all I don't think she has much 
to give us outside of what she has given us. That's my opinion. I don't, I really don't. I think Jacqueline has more to offer. She seems like she has more of a story to tell. <clears throat> and she has a little bit more tact um, from what I've seen. And Mia doesn't. Mia kind of just, I don't know. She's just, she's really rubbing me the wrong way this season. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really anxious to see how the rest of Potomac goes. Um, also, we need to talk about uh, Lisa Rinna officially exited Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And, you know, obviously there were some people that were really shocked by this news. Others, not so much. Now, I need to be honest about something because uh, there was a YouTube video I did where there was maybe some like theory that I shared that I had mentioned that a little birdie, a very, um, a very reliable birdie who has never led me astray kind of told me something right after the reunion. And, you know, I was obviously told at that time not to even mention it or any of that. So I respect that. However, there was a point, even though I knew that she wasn't going to return. There was a part of me that thought maybe if the contract suited her, meaning this, maybe would entice her to come back. So I wasn't like dead set on thinking that whatever I was told right after the reunion was filmed because the rumor was, and I don't know if it was directly after, this might've been like a week or two after the reunion was filmed, but there were rumors that she had quit on the spot after the reunion had been finished filming and you know a lot of people were like no way she's not going to just walk away from the show like da 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 i want to come clean i did i did know ahead of time but there was a part of me that really did think maybe i could be wrong or maybe my little birdie of a source could be wrong cuz 97% of the time they are right and there is that 3% where they're not. Um, so I just want to say that. There are times where I do find out some things, but I, depending on the source that gives it to me, if they've sworn me to secrecy for the time being, then I respect it. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Anyways, the point is, is that there was an article written in People kind of confirming this. Shout out to People. They were very busy. Um, in the last week or so with all these like uh, press releases. But, you know, I have to say this because Rinna has been a big staple of Beverly, Beverly Hills for eight seasons. And some would say she is Beverly Hills. I said some, I didn't say I did. I respect that she came on season five and she upped the ante for this franchise. She did because at that time, she was the most well-known outside of that group, you know? So I respected it and I respected her hustle. I respected her, like, just her work ethic around being on this show. She got the assignment. She understood it, I think, before she even got on the show. She was kind of playing around with it, like talking about it before she actually joined. She had been asked numerous times, and 
you know, I think she really delivered. Now, the last two seasons, I think, is where it starts to go dark for me um, in terms of Rena's behavior. Um, I wasn't thrilled at the way that she, if you know Rena, and if we've watched the show as long as we have, we know that this woman is not going to let anything slide by her. She's going to speak about it. She's going to talk about it. She's told us she's going to talk about it. When Erica's stuff came up, and again, I understand legal stuff, can't really just talk about stuff for it to get edited and taken out of context. Totally get that. But it was the blind loyalty when there should have been more neutrality, in my opinion, um, because things are still unfolding. And no, I'm not um, an Erica hater. I don't hate Erica. I don't hate anybody, actually. Um, But it really throws me for a loop when I talk about Erica in any capacity, in any capacity, there's two to three instant stitches of the same two or three people that stand Erica. And you can't say anything at all that isn't like, yes, girl, work, you know, do all that. It, then you get bashed. So that's me. However, I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Um, but it's interesting. This like blind loyalty to Erica. And so kind of like Lisa Rinna, she kind of had this like blind loyalty. And I think the viewers saw that and they just kind of got like, wait a minute, are you in on this too? Like, it's just the, you know, friends are there to hold each other accountable. And I don't know if Rinna really showed that she held Erica accountable for anything. Um, minus that one, like, reshot scene that they added in after the fact where Rena goes over to Erica's house to be like, you need to stop drinking and taking your meds. Like, okay. Um, but yeah. So will I miss Rena? Yes, of course I will. It's 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 gonna be odd. I'm gonna be honest. It's gonna be very odd watching Beverly Hills and not having Rena on it. But at the same time, I do believe that this is just a pause. I don't believe that she was fired. I know some people think like Bravo's letting her say we mutually parted ways. I don't think they're letting her say that. I really don't think there was anything wrong. And I honestly don't think that it was like a decision made by Bravo. I don't think Bravo would just toss her away. They know that she brings the ratings. They know that she's happy to be the villain. But I do think that it's taken a toll on Rinna. She's gotten, and myself included, myself included. I mean, I didn't, I don't like to bash people. I do try to talk about what's going on. And yes, it's entertainment. And, but at the end of the day, I like Rinna. I like her. I'm not going to confuse what she does on television with who she is in real life. Like, that's just... You know, if you know anything about reality TV, it's not that you're not yourself. It's that you just embellish a little bit more or you play more into the like, if I'm, you know, going to play into this gossipy thing where I'm with a group of people and we're talking about everything under the sun and one person's got to move the information from one person to the other. Yeah, sign me up. But when it starts going dark and you start going after people like in the trenches on social media while the shows hasn't even like aired everything yet. Like you just, you're, you're putting all this stuff. It started to get really dark. And so it kind of moved away from this like entertainment 
spicy show that you just you you wanted to see the dinners because you knew things were going to pop off but it just felt like things were getting way too personal way too personal so i think it's good for her to take a step back i do think it's good for her to have a break and get i don't be shocked she'll be back in a couple years look at tamra that nothing is listen if if she delivered which she did she'll be back so i'm not concerned that we're never going to see her again but I do agree. I think that the behavior has gone too far for the ratings, for the like the production of it. So I wish Rena well. I hope I know she's gonna be booked and busy. This has not been her only job. She's been in this business for 35 years. And yes, to her point in her words, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been the longest um running job for her out of those 35 years. So, you know, there's that. Um, but the next person that confirmed their exit from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wasn't really an, it's not an exit. It's just like, you're not coming back. Um, Diana Jenkins did post that she will not be returning to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, and she, she claims, she says it's because she's on bed rest with her pregnancy, so she wouldn't be able to devote enough time to filming. I think that's Bravo's way of letting her have the final say and letting people understand why she's not coming back. But in reality, you didn't come to the reunion. You were on Zoom for like an hour most. They filmed for 12. You didn't bring anything this season. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised she's not coming back. I wasn't thinking she was. So... Um, but I do, I did talk about this as well on YouTube. Um, and I'm getting to now we're like, I think day two of it, where I think now that it's breathed a little bit, there's been a lot of theories in my DMS around this screenshot. And I'm not going to name this person. Cause I, I really didn't even want to talk about him. Um, so I'm not going to mention the person's name. You'll probably figure it out. If you look at my TikTok or you look at my YouTube. But um, basically, this person shared some screenshots um, of different things regarding Erica. But there was one in particular where it was a screenshot of a DM conversation on Instagram. And it was very like, there were some aspects of this, I'll be honest, where I was like, oh, I could see, I could totally see Erica saying that. But then there was other parts I was like, I don't. This just doesn't, and not that I like text with Erica to know what her, but from what I've gotten, and this doesn't say much, but like, she's not someone that talks all too much in a text. She's one of those people that seems to be like, cool, not good. Okay. LOL. What? Like she's not saying she only writes one word, but I'm just saying like, she's more shorter in her text. And these just seem a little bit too detailed and specific for her to just be sharing. Now, the thing I don't know is who Erica was DMing with. In my mind, this is a fan or maybe another content creator who was just trying to see if they would get something out of her. But the DM shows that the or at least the messages that they're showing us are from December 13th. Um, so not too long ago. 
And it looked like the conversation was already happening because I can see there's a bubble above that, but it's cut off. And it just says, Garcelle doesn't have a backbone. Always so verklempt when throwing the race card while filming. Sister, please, nobody is buying it. Then this other person responds saying, she's so mad for you cussing out her son. L-O-L-O-L. Erica allegedly writes back. She's, this is where it starts to get like, mm, this doesn't sound like her. At least I hope this is not her because if this is her. This message is really problematic. Um, but nonetheless, she wrote, she's lucky I didn't slap him and tell him what I was really thinking. I'm done with her entire facade. Beverly Hills isn't about race. And she makes our show a weekly race thing done walking on eggshells pink heart emoji this person wrote how was the reunion laughing emoji erica allegedly responds she sounded like she just got done smoking after our lunch break so there are some parts to this like the a lot of people in my dms are like for clement erica uses that word like what's that about also people are really kind of honing in on the part where she's like i should have slapped him like you should have this is why i'm thinking like I feel like this could be photoshopped. I really do. And I know it's like, it, I even went because someone pointed out like the font of her name looks different, but it doesn't. Cause I went into my DMs and I went to message her to see what it looked like. And it looks exactly the same. And I'm not saying you can't achieve this with Photoshop. I, I know you can do a lot with AI and Photoshop. I mean, hi, have you guys been paying attention to the whole Britney thing? The conspiracy theorists out there that's all they're talking about is deep fakes and AI. So I'm not saying that this couldn't be Photoshop. What I'm saying is that if it is true, this is problematic in a lot of ways. And why are you still talking about Garcelle? So the other theory I got, and then I'm going to leave it there, is people may think that she put this in the hands of someone that she knew would leak it. And that could start potentially a storyline between her and Garcelle for season 13. I don't know. You know, it's beyond me. I hope it's not real. I hope it's not real. I hope Erica isn't talking like this. And also, I disagree. I don't think Garcelle makes Beverly Hills about race. I think she's speaking about being who she is, but she's not talking for everybody. And she doesn't make it a weekly race thing. She doesn't. And that's infuriating because, you know, I think this was kind of brought up at not this past season, the season before, where. Garcelle called Rena out because someone told her that Rena was going around complaining, like, um, I don't want to make this show about race and like, da 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 da. And so Garcelle called her out on that and Rena got very defensive, which meant to me, like, yeah, you did say that. Because I can understand. So that part of it, I do think she, she would write, like making it a race thing every week. But then the like, she sounded like she just was on her break smoking a cigarette sounds, mm, sounds a little microaggressive in my opinion. So I'm hoping that it's not real. I posted it on my, um, if you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which if you're not, why aren't you? Um, but nonetheless, I posted that screenshot. So people can go take a look. Let me know your thoughts. All right. <sighs> All right. So Jen Shaw was sentenced on um, this last Friday. And I believe the maximum sentence she could have gotten was 14 years. And I think she initially, her and her 
legal team requested that they maybe sentence her to 36 months, which is three years, which I thought there's no way they're going to just give her three years for all of that. But it wasn't that much more. I mean, it was double what she asked for, a little more than double. So they gave her six and a half years. And then once she's out, she'll be on five years super, uh, five year supervision or whatnot. And then she has the 9 million of restitution paid back. So um, I believe, you know, this isn't really shocking to people, but then there's some people that feel like she got off easy. Because again, in federal prison, you just need to do 85%. So basically she's going to serve like five years and then she'll be out and then she'll have five years of supervision, which is all, it's not all that bad when you look at it. I mean, yeah, she'll be in federal prison for five years, but it's federal prison. So I don't know how bad it will be for her in there. I'm not saying it's like glamorous, but it could have been worse. And a lot of people, and this is funny, a lot of people were DMing me like, I bet Todd Chrisley's like looking at her being like, of course, why is she getting five years and I've got 12? Well, I think the main difference is Jen defrauded, you know, the elderly people. And the Chrisleys defrauded the government, which they don't care. They're the government. So the lesson is, guys, don't defraud the government. But um, but I did think that was funny. There was like a um, meme floating around with Kim Richards from Amsterdam, the dinner from uh, Amsterdam, where she's giving that look and it said Todd Chrisley looking at Jen Shaw's sentence. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. And I know that um, Jen Shaw requested to be put in a specific prison in Texas, but I think the judge kind of nixed that and said, I'll just put Texas and wherever they put you is where they put you. Um, but I did hear today that um, she will not be allowed to have conjugal visits with coach, but she will be allowed to kiss him. So there's that. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about Jen Shaw. Honestly, I haven't really been covering like her case at length, um, but Zach Peter has. So if you want to get the full details of every little in and out that has happened, that's led to this, I would check out Zach Peter's uh, channel and podcast, No Filter, um, because he did a really good job of covering it. But um, what I'm really excited about, you guys, and if you guys know me, you know that I've been wanting Camille Camille Grammer back on Housewives in some capacity for a very long time. And yes, she's been in and out of Beverly Hills, you know, but that to me was like, another situation where they just brought her on to not have conflict with each other. They just threw it on Camille. So whatever, that's fine. But Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip for cast has been confirmed. The location has been confirmed. And I believe they're due to start filming in the next week or two. And they're doing Ex-Wives Club again. So it was a huge hit. I loved Ex-Wives Club. Um, when it was at Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. Um, and at first, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure when the when they showed us the preview for that one that I was like, mm, this doesn't seem like it's gonna like be good. But it was actually like fantastic. Like it was, I mean, I've been so happy with all of Ultimate Girls Trip so far. And actually it made me think, where is season three or Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip three? We saw the trailer at BravoCon in October, 
but we haven't gotten any word about it. When's it coming out? When are you going to show everyone the trailer? You know, so it it's interesting, but I want to give you guys the cast. It has been confirmed. So we have Vicky, uh, Vicky Gumbelson coming back from OC. We have Gretchen Rossi from OC coming. Brandy Glanville's returning. Phaedra Parks is returning. Ava Marcel is returning. Um, and then the newbies are Alex McCord. You guys remember Alex, right? From Real Housewives of New York. Caroline Manzo. Now, this is going to be a treat because I haven't, I, I think I was just saying a couple weeks ago, I was like, I really hope that they can find a way to bring Caroline back somehow to Bravo because I, I, I miss her face on my TV screen. So we have Caroline Manzo and my friend, my girl, Camille Grammer will be with the ladies. So you know what, guys? It's going to be a good one. They're filming in Morocco. That should be an interesting location. And I can't wait to hear more about what happens during the trip. But I'm, I'm really stuck on this Ultimate Girls Trip 3 because I'm like, why aren't we getting it? We're announcing things. They just move really far ahead with these like Ultimate Girls Trips. I mean, I get it. They film for like eight or nine days in total. So it's not like a long drawn out thing like Housewives in terms of shooting schedule. But you almost are like, well, if it's done, why not put it out? I want to see the Thailand trip with Heather and Whitney and all the stuff. Giselle. Come on, Peacock. Um, also, I didn't have this on my list. But I, I'm going to lightly touch on it because it was, it was really creepy and funny. But anyways, so Vanderpump Rules dropped their trailer for season 10. and. I'm going to say, you know what, guys? I'm impressed. They actually look like they pulled off a good season based on the trailer. But compared to the last season they had, that trailer versus this one, there's a lot more going on. Now, obviously, there was some of that stuff we kind of were hearing about it, you know, like with um, Raquel and Tom Schwartz making out and then Raquel making out with Peter and then Raquel going on a date with Garcelle's son, Oliver, and then Oliver's wife going on a tirade on Instagram. But we do have Garcelle on Vanderpump Rules. Even if it's one scene, I'll take it. I'm just saying. It looks good. It really does. No, seriously, I, I would tell you guys, I was very honest about the last season of Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I think this one has the opportunity to kind of turn it around. So here's hoping February 8th, but aside from the trailer and all that, the cast photos came out, obviously, because they always put those out when the trailer for the new season starts. And they looked very odd to me. Like, at first, I was like, oh, okay, this is just a little heavy face tuning or overly polished uh, edit job on these photos. But as I'm going through them, they are literally looking more and more like paintings or wax figures rather than just like a normal photo. So I don't know if they were going for that. Some people were pointing out it's very Clue, like Clue mystery, like the game and the movie, um, which I agree with. It does give off very much Clue vibes. But um, the one person on there that I think got robbed, demolished in terms of editing, was Katie. They literally 
changed that girl's face. That is not Katie. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that AI imagery situation is. I don't know if you guys mixed AI in with the real photo and added some Facetune. Um, I did ask Facetune under my post about it. Um, actually, you know what? It's still up on my Instagram and my YouTube shorts, but I, I privated it on TikTok because I'm anal about making sure that I have the tile card on my grid so that when you go to my profile, you can just look for the title that you need to watch rather than try to guess which video it is. I'm very much like it's a formula. So I don't know what happened, but as I was going to post, and if you're familiar with TikTok, you get to the stage before the post page where you hit next. Well, mine looked like it was lagging. So I hit it again without realizing all that did was push it past the post page and just sent it straight out. So I didn't even put a title card and do any caption or hashtag. So I let it go, but then it was bugging me because it was just like, I kept going back to my page anyways. So it's up on my Instagram. If you want to go listen to my commentary, I had some questions, but yeah, so good stuff, good stuff, except if you're Jen Shaw and then it's not good stuff, but you know what? Maybe not. Jen Shaw was celebrating the night of her sentencing so it can't be all that bad um but it's 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 been an interesting week for sure and we do have the real housewives of salt lake city finale yes i said finale can you believe it um i kind of believe it it's kind of a stale season and based off this very last episode um get it together salt lake city um, and I'm saying that to everyone except Meredith and Lisa Barlow, because I think those two are fantastic. And, you know, but the rest of them, come on, get it together, guys. Stop overproducing your stuff. Come up with real storylines that are like real, that are actually happening or have happened in your life. Please stop pulling from the weeds to try to make anything into something, i.e. Heather's black eye. That is the worst storyline. I'm going to actually say that that one's worse than the Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy storyline. Okay? That, this is awful. To still not know how you got that black eye, even though some have said that they've confirmed that you fell in your bathroom and hit yourself on the faucet somewhere around there, something like that, allegedly. Maybe it's embarrassing, or maybe you were just trying to embellish for a storyline, Heather. Yeah, like you haven't earned that right yet. You guys are still fresh on the scene. You gotta, you gotta work for it. Stop just taking any little thing and embellishing it for two, two episodes or what seems to be the rest of the season because you're not giving us any information and you've told us you're not going to talk about it. And Whitney was on Watch What Happens Live and she still doesn't even know what really happened. So there you go. Uh, maybe we'll find out at the reunion. I mean, like, what else are they going to talk about at the reunion anyway? Jen Shaw wasn't there. So, yeah, we should find out who gave Heather her black eye. But with that being said, guys, I am going to wind this episode down by giving you guys some updates. And when I say updates, I'm just going to be desperate and ask you guys to show my YouTube some love. Um, because I made a resolution for 2023 that I was going to post every single day. And that was shorts and actual like long form videos. 
Um, now I'm not doing like super long. I think the most in length are eight minutes, but I, I just want to kind of expand on the topics that I talk about in short form on TikTok or Instagram reels. So, you know, so far, everyone, if you've just subscribed, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All my new subscribers. Thank you. Welcome. I appreciate it. I'm working on so many cool things. So YouTube is my focus or one of my focuses for 2023. And I'm manifesting that for myself this year. And um, I appreciate everyone's support. And you guys really like, you send me the sweetest messages. And I don't think you understand how much that impacts what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so grateful. And with that, you guys, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. It's hump day. And yes, it may be cold where you are, but spring is almost around the corner. And with that, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.